to another episode of the Reclaimed Podcast. If we have not met before, my name is Sydney, and my wingman actually would have usually been here, but it just didn't work out this week. So I am sitting here with my lovely mother, who's going to be <laughs> guiding me through some of her thoughts on today's topic. And our topic of today does happen to be the topic of doubting God and what it means to truly trust Him and how sometimes it it doesn't come natural even to a Christian. It It's a lot of work to believe things that you can't see or have faith in areas that um, are hard to. So we're going to just be talking through a couple of those ideas today. You may be hearing some dogs. There's currently like three dogs around us romping um, and it's inevitable and we can't help it. So you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, before we jump into some bigger topics, I'm going to talk about um, our GPA, which does happen to be the greatest piece of advice that has just circled in our head through the week or whatnot. <laughs> you can hear the dogs. So terrible. <laughs> uh, she's fostering a puppy named Beacon right now, and she's romping with our, our other dog, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> so um, live with it. But um, before the GPA of today, the National Day is National Diabetes Day. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Yeah. Because I think diabetes sometimes goes overlooked. Well, yeah. You know? It's a serious thing. It is a serious thing. So um, I know there's lots of families that are affected by diabetes and individuals that um, suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just say, what's up? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Did you write a GPA today? I did. Oh, do you want to do well, yours Well, I have first? many in a book that I write down different things that I love, scriptures. What book is it? Sayings, just a journal kind of thing that Mm. I write down kind of things like that, like a GPA. I love it. So the one that I, that just spoke to me was, I don't know who said it, so I didn't write it who it was from, but it wasn't me. Um, It says, we'll probably never learn to enjoy our storms, but we can learn to enjoy God's presence in the storm. Oh. I like that. Yeah, I love that you can, we can. Yeah, we can. It's made possible. It's possible because storms will always be around. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, thanks. And because uh, sometimes, <laughs> I know. gosh, these dogs, it's so funny. I'm it's so like sorry. I'm looking at you, and then like immediately to my like one o'clock is just, it's just lots of yellow it's, dogs. It's terrible, but <laughs> fun all at the same time. Um, no, the thing about the storm that's cool is that. Sometimes, like, I've heard that quote kind of, like, manipulated into a way that makes you feel like you're supposed to enjoy the storm itself, like, when you're in it. Like, oh boy, no. be joyful, like, rejoice right. when trial comes your way. And, like, what? <laughs> that, that's close to impossible sometimes. So Yeah. I like the way it was worded. Well, and God gives us a way to find peace in a storm through him. Yeah. 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 The one that... Um, my GPA for this week comes from um, Keenan Clark. He's a pastor. He actually was my GPA of, of the week before. Um, but so he was talking about, um, we were in the book of John, talking about the like betrayal of Jesus with, mm-hmm. with Judas, and he was kind of relating Judas to whatever. So the quote was, Judas betraying Jesus with a kiss proves not everyone who looks like they're loving on Jesus actually is. Wow. Yeah. You know. So true. 
And so true. Yeah, sometimes you look at people that are like, you know, involved, and it, it doesn't mean that like this quote means like, oh, be skeptical wherever you go. Right. I think it's more like, you know, I don't know. I just thought it was like eye opening because it's true totally. that sometimes like people put on a facade mm-hmm. to try to please people or like use use the Bible or use <clears throat> biblical language to like uplift them in mm-hmm. a way that they're not actually living. Well, and that's why God talks about the fruits of the spirit. That mm-hmm. You'll know someone's heart by their fruit. Yeah. Are they acting out all of those different, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, all of that. Yeah. That really, really, I think, shows someone's heart and, and their faith in those actions through mm-hmm. the fruits. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Anyway. So, we're going to jump into the topic of doubting God and what it means to um, get out of that. Or what it means when you're in it, how mm-hmm. do you, what <clears throat> actions do you take to like further yourself away from that doubt? Because I think when you do doubt you're put into this vulnerable place where the enemy can really go, well, I'm going to use your doubt and make you repent from God and like turn the opposite way because it's too hard Mm -hmm. to have faith sometimes. And that doesn't happen with just like people. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like a wrestling match over here. Uh, I'm so sorry. So funny. Um, My goodness. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) what was I saying? It was something along the lines of like, when you it's not just people that like don't have faith to begin with that doubt god you can be studying theology Mm -hmm. and doubt god like i there's weeks sometimes in my classes where i'm like gosh like this idea just i've never thought of it this way and Mm -hmm. like studying the reality of who god is with different perceptions is is very challenging and so i think you're gonna have a lot of good things to say based on like your book and all of that. So, did you want to kind of walk so through good. a couple of things that you well, were on your mind? when you told me that the subject was doubt, I was kind of like, okay, what do I know about doubt? Do I doubt? Like, let's go. So, I went to God's Word right mm-hmm. away and just looked up doubt in my woman's study Bible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what kind of hit me was in Matthew um, 14, when Jesus walks on the water. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the verse is Matthew 14:31 and it says Sorry my eyes it's okay. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, "O you of little faith, why did you doubt?" Mm-hmm. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And I was sitting there thinking about that like you know, he went out to walk on the water to to see Jesus. But when he took his eyes off Jesus mm-hmm. and focused on the storm, that's when he had doubt. Yeah. And that's kind of what we do. We have these storms and we get so hyper-focused on the storm that we, mm-hmm. we start to doubt, well, God's not there. Or why did he allow this to happen? Because we take our eyes really off of him. Mm-hmm. And so I just really think that when storms hit and they will hit, simultaneously hard (laughs) but you know what jesus is there god's there keep your eyes on him Mm -hmm. be in the word be doing things that feed your soul yeah during those times and sometimes it's really hard so get with your people and let them fill the gap in for you Mm -hmm. sometimes it's even hard to pray yeah you know when you have doubt and so having 
friends, like-minded, faithful friends that can go, that you can really trust with your, with your storms, with your innermost, you mm-hmm. know, things that they can come alongside of you. Yeah. You know, we're to bear each other's burdens yeah. and, um, it's, we're not meant to live this life alone and take it all on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to, and those are the times when your friends can really help you with those doubts. Mm-hmm. You know, your pastor, or people that you really trust, mentors. I think because of just who we are as people and then really in those last couple of years of being locked down and I think yeah. a lot of people just are lonely and they just don't know how to not be alone. Yeah. And so it's really important that we be with people and really share all those doubts and worries and circumstances Mm -hmm. because we can't handle it on our own. Yeah. We're not supposed to. God never meant for us to live life alone. Yeah. So that can be scary because you really have to be vulnerable. But when you know and trust a few people, not everyone you meet, but a few, you can be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And um, that really helps my faith. You know, I have, you know, my friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have some very dear, very close friends for years. And we can tell each other anything. We love each other no matter what. We love our families no matter what we say. And those are the people you need in your life that mm-hmm. are going to just go, you don't have to be perfect. It's okay. Yeah. And it's interesting how sometimes, like, in your friendships, like, you can be listening to the same sermons, you can be going to the same church. You can be living very similar lives, yet you all can experience doubt with faith at different times of life. Mm-hmm. And like the compensation that friends can bring to uplift certain parts of you that are like missing. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not it's not you're depending on your friends to grow your faith. It's your friends have depended on the word mm-hmm. that has speaks into the places that you you're lacking or that Mm -hmm. you can't find clarity in like those different perspectives that sometimes I'm sure like even dad and you like you know you Mm -hmm. it's hard for you to kind of um experience different realities because it's in your face like you you live together Mm -hmm. where when you step out and you get in community that's like yeah you know and life groups and stuff and I could I can't imagine like being uh, just kind of like living in a home where faith isn't prominent and you don't really have friends that walk with God or anything and like uh, you're dealing with your doubt on your own like I think something to feed into that would be like step one would be to find a church and find a life mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. because it, it would be way <clears throat> easier to do that than to just like off the streets try to find some Christians and ask them some oh, questions yeah. no getting a getting a church family is key Mm-hmm. It's key to living this life here on earth and the craziness that we are experiencing. And mm-hmm. it's only going to get nuttier. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, just having a church family, whether it's a life group or a Sunday thing or mm-hmm. all of it, really. Um, I just, I can't imagine not having that. It's just so key. Did you so have important. like, did you ever have like a time in your life or like just a season where like, like, think about a time when, like, you most doubted. Oh, yeah. And, like, what yeah. was that like for you, and how did you transition out of that? Um, the biggest one for me was after I got married, and we wanted to start a family. Mm-hmm. And um, I lost my first baby, as mm-hmm. you know. It was a little girl, 
in my fifth month of pregnancy. And that was terribly difficult. I didn't lose my faith in the Lord. I was really, I mean, it was upsetting. I didn't Mm -hmm. lose my faith in the Lord. What made me kind of doubt God a little bit later on was the fact that after that, I was told by doctors that I may never have children. Mm. So I started kind of like, well, great. Why'd you let me get pregnant? And why did you let me lose the baby? Teasing me. Like, okay, that's awesome. You know, and then to go through all the things that I had to go through to have children um, was totally worth it because I'm looking at you today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and we had Cody. Um, But it was just surgeries and testing. I had blood tests every week. I mean, it's just a lot to go through. And I, you know, it's parenting is so fun and so hard, but my doubt really stayed with me even after you were born, even after the miracle of you being born, because I shouldn't have had you even, and um, God just had other plans. But I think what makes me doubt specifically is I think my life is supposed to look a certain way. Mm. And when it doesn't go that way, it's like, I'm just, I just run into a wall and I'm like, whoa, okay, well, come on. So even though I still have faith in God and I believe in him. The fact that I even question it, that I even kind of go, wow, it shouldn't have gone this way. I'm really telling God, you're not really in charge and you don't know what you're doing. Right. You're the judge now. Right. So, you know, even with Cody getting his diagnosis when he was two, you know, I was like, seriously? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, I mean, there's just all... (laughs) There's always going to be. I was just like, can I just have it go smooth, please? Can I just have one kid go easy? You know, but there's always, always joyful moments in the storm. Yeah. Always, always. And it's funny how even at my age, I still have these funny thoughts of like, it's going to go a certain way. Like, that's why you have to be in the word. That's why you have to be around other believers Mm -hmm. is because we just don't always get it. We always have to go back and learn it again. Yeah. Um, That's why it's a walk, not a run with the Lord. We walk with him to learn. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning. But I really have a strong, I think you can have a strong faith in the Lord and still doubt what's going on. Yeah. And go, well, this is crummy. Mm -hmm. I didn't plan on this. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't sit in it too long. Yeah. When you sit in it too long, then you can sow some seeds that are not going to be so great for you. And you don't want to do that. You want to be feeling the feelings, but then get those people around you that can help you come out of it and see, okay, the Lord is good. He's got a plan for me. Yes, I don't get what's going on. I might be doubting this and that, but I, I have faith that you know what's best for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lawnmower outside. We have a lot going on. (laughs) The dogs are quiet, but now the the lawn is being cut. Awesome. (laughs) I I love that. I think what you said about, like, it's okay to doubt God momentarily. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you sit in anything for too Mm -hmm. long, it's unhealthy. Even even sometimes good things, um, when you over-heighten... A certain time of life when your faith is on fire and you expect that that's the way it's going to be forever mm-hmm. then you're going to be so disappointed and you're going to doubt even like why you're doubting god mm-hmm. and then you spiral and spiral and spiral that's why i think like 
I love like camp highs and I love like mm-hmm. those moments, but we have to remember that like we're not chasing an emotion or right. we're not chasing a testimony. Like we're chasing what our creator and we're we're chasing what grounds us and we're chasing how they're the only way to get through this life mm-hmm. with the fruits of the spirit, you mm-hmm. know? And I think I've been convicted lately of stop chasing an experience. Like, Mm -hmm. because when you chase experience, God's most often going to withhold that from you because he's going to see you're obviously not ready Mm -hmm. to just sit in like either maybe it's a blessing that I have for you or to just have that faith because it doesn't require faith to have an experience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, because it happens to you. Mm -hmm. Faith is something that you choose. It's a sacrificial way of thought um, that you're sacrificing that I don't know what's, what this means. I don't know who God is really. I don't understand his character. I don't understand why he's allowing this, um, why this got the stamp of approval across his desk, but I'm going to choose to trust. Whereas like that experience is like, it happened and now I can tell everyone about it, but really I haven't grown in my faith, Mm -hmm. you know? And I kind of talked a little bit last week about like um, certain spiritual gifts and Camden Mm -hmm. talked about how God doesn't communicate in the same way twice often Mm -hmm. because he doesn't want us to be dependent on an experience. Um, Doubt is, is very right around the corner in experience. Yeah. Um, And I think too, if you're so easily shook by something to really, really, truly doubt God, maybe your faith wasn't as strong to begin with, you know? Yeah. And that's why we, we have to be on guard because the enemy prowls like a lion, mm-hmm. you know? He wants to just come in and devour. And so it's, you really have to be aware of your, your faith and where it's at and, and not think that, you know, you can withstand certain temptations and certain this and that. Like, you know, we have to remember how vulnerable we are Mm-hmm. to what we see and hear and talk about and, and, you know, to kind of have a hedge of protection around us. Yeah, the armor of God. Yeah, because it's a fact that we can get off so easily of what we believe and how we approach the Lord with our problems and our doubts. And, um, I mean, I can't say it strongly enough to just be in the word daily, even if it's worship music in your home. Like, mm-hmm. th- there's something about letting him into your day right from the beginning that sets the tone for the day. It does. Before your feet hit the ground, Rick Warren says that he, every morning, Pastor Rick Warren, you know, Mm -hmm. from Saddleback, he says that before his feet hit the ground, he gives the day to the Lord. What do you want this day to be, Lord? Let me be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's so simple. Sounds like whatever, but I try to do that. I don't do it every morning, honestly, Mm -hmm. but I think setting the tone for your day helps with your doubts, with what's ever going to happen. Lord, just give me the strength to handle it. You mm-hmm. know, just let him be in your, in your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Set the stage. Mm-hmm. Setting the stage is important because mm-hmm. if you, and, and I think another last aspect of, of this topic is, um, you have to let your doubt, um, you have to sometimes just let it go. Mm-hmm. And um, I think humility is big in this because when you hold on to doubt, yeah, you're essentially saying to God, like, I'm caring a little bit more about my understanding than I do my faith. Because if you look up the definition of faith, 
it's like I mean, there's a bunch of different definitions, but mm-hmm. it is like the art of not knowing mm-hmm. and believing. I mean, Dad always talks about like the wind. Mm-hmm. You, we don't see the wind, but we see the effects of it. Sure. Um, same yeah. thing with God. We see the effects of him in in, in community, in life, in yeah. our lives. And, you know, you don't see, like wind doesn't exist until it hits something too. Right. Um, and I think <clears throat> if God created the world... He's constantly in it. He's constantly moving. Um, And we have to, we have to hold to that. And um, I think Bella has really um, deepened this, um, this love for nature in me, but Mm -hmm. I have to be like by the ocean. I have to be by the cliff sometimes. And like, that's like the most simple reminder. Yeah. Because when you see like, I mean, the verses in the Bible about like, the rocks cry out to him like mm-hmm. the all of earth rejoices and is yearning for his arrival mm-hmm. you know things like that like it just reminds me like wow everything is tied together and i'm i'm not discluded from that yeah um so true yeah i love being near the water it does that for me too yeah i feel bad for all those people that live in like kansas or something <laughs> just well, they like have lakes they have ponds yeah. you know they have weather water's you know, the answer when you were talking about that it something hit me too. One of the verses, other verses um, about doubting was in James 1 6. Mm-hmm. Um, that let me find it really quick. I do it, I'm doing it. Um, James is great. James 1 6. Where are you? Right there. My eyeballs are so old. <laughs> okay, um, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. We just talked about the wind. Hey now. It's crazy. Hey now. So, ask in faith with no doubting. Mm. You know how many times we pray? Do we really believe what we're praying? Yeah. Is there any kind of doubt? I mean, there's times when I pray for healing for pops. Yeah. And there's a little part of me. Grandpa. Yes. That's my dad. Um, there's a little part of me that thinks, am I really believing those prayers or am I just hoping for those prayers yeah. to be answered? You know, so, you know, you think about when Jesus, after he was crucified and came back and the disciples saw him, they still didn't believe mm-hmm. that that was him. They lived with him, saw miracles, and they doubted him all the time. Yeah. They were literally with him. Yeah. So I think he has these, these stories in the Bible, not to make us feel bad, better about doubting, but mm-hmm. to realize it's a part of the journey mm-hmm. is there's doubt. And then yeah. let's overcome that doubt and really yeah. choose to believe. I think another thing that kind of sparked my attention and when you started talking about the disciples and the people that literally mm-hmm. were with him would see him. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I've, tried to grapple with like why didn't god just end the earth then when like jesus was around and like because now after death like we've all had to find this faith and like experience him through different ways that like i mean also old testament stories where it's like Mm -hmm. uh before jesus like it was kind of the same thing and i've always wondered like why like like is it unfair? Yeah. You know? And it brings me back to that verse in John that talks, when Jesus is talking about, like, the people that see me will be favored, but the people 
mm -hmm. um, that have faith that don't see me mm -hmm. will be like highly rewarded mm -hmm. and will be with me in the kingdom. Like it, yeah. that always grounds me too yeah. because it's like he hasn't forgotten about me. It's no. not like we just lift up biblical stories. Like our mm -hmm. stories are just as re relevant. Right. Um, well, and we are those people. We're the people who've never seen him mm -hmm. and we have the faith in him. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, it, it just blows me away that the disciples will see also they thought that that was like, he was coming back to rule the earth. Mm -hmm. They really thought like, like that was the rapture. Yeah. And then he like leaves and they're right. like, okay. Which is why they were all so, cracked out on like, who's the Messiah? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, you kind of see, but that's kind of how we are as people too we're kind of yeah we're kind of we're, we're cracked out too we're sheep you know we need <laughs> we the shepherd sheep. right yeah. so um the more that you're in the word through bible studies or whatever the more it comes alive and the more you see god's love mm -hmm. through all of the stories you just have to be open to not always getting it because mm -hmm. we're not going to get everything our brains cannot handle it yeah. We're not made to know everything yeah. about God and who he really is. I mean, we have to have faith in who he is. And I wouldn't want to worship a God that I could fully understand as a human. Mm -hmm. If you think about it that way, it well, kind of helps. we'd be God. Because so, we would be God. We can't. We'll never and, know that. And how great would God be mm -hmm. if he limited himself to the things that only we can understand in our frail bodies? Totally. You know? Yep. So that helps sometimes. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I... There's a big topic that I kind of wanted to pick your brain about is um, a lot of people struggle with the idea of eternity, mm -hmm. um, eternal hell or eternal suffering yeah. or, or being in heaven forever mm -hmm. is really scary to some people mm -hmm. and actually pushes them away. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. How, uh, when you've thought about that, I mean, I think going to scripture is, is number one. Mm -hmm. Um but even when you're just sitting with yourself and your own thoughts of maybe something as big as that, where our, our brains are not meant to yeah. understand that, yeah. what eternity means because we're sentenced to death, you know? So how does, how does that go for, for you and your Well, head? when I think of eternity, I think of eternity with the Lord and with family that I know knew the Lord and that's peaceful. It's very interesting to try to figure it out, but really what brings me peace about that is knowing that God has that under control. Mm -hmm. There's something about control in our humanness. We want to just know stuff. Yeah. We want to know the end game. We want to have it mapped out. We don't want to be surprised. And I think this one is, that's why revelations is so tricky to understand because <laughs> he doesn't really want us to know. No. He wants us to have faith that he's got this, you know, be, get, be ready. Cause he comes like a thief in the night. Mm -hmm. Right. So being ready for whatever it is and knowing that you have chosen wisely to live mm -hmm. and are living a life that's honoring him and being a light for people to believe as well. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to worry about Yeah, in eternity. There's nothing. Now, do you have family members that maybe don't know the Lord or didn't know the Lord? That can make me feel sad too. Sometimes yeah. when I think about certain family members or certain people that I've known that have passed and I didn't know where they stood with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Well, there again, you have to just trust that he, he knows their hearts. Right. And to stop yourself yep. when you start to be the judge. Yep. You cannot do it. You Even someone on their deathbed 
that you knew did not follow the Lord. You cannot judge anything. You just have to, you, you know, leave it in God's hands and do what you can while these people are alive to be a light for them. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean, you know, it's up to you to make them believe, but just love them like Jesus would. Yeah. That's all that's all we're yeah. supposed to do. It's our really. sole purpose. I mean, yeah, that's just really what I think when I think about all the end stuff, because it, it can be overwhelming to kind of go down that rabbit hole of what is this and theology, you know, your major that they, they do that. They want to kind of, you know, get pick it apart in, and yeah. get you thinking. And that's great. Yeah. Um, but at some point I believe with all scripture and all things, you finally have to go, well, I trust you, God, mm-hmm. you know it, even if I can't figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing that I kind of want to note on theological ideas and the study of God, um, the Bible can sometimes um, take us down that rabbit hole when you really do dissect it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible wasn't meant to dissect. I think we have to remember that it's a book and that it's a story and not a science project mm-hmm. um, because it's, it is really easy to pick out a, a passage. Um, and I can't stress enough, don't read things out of context. Mm-hmm. Always like prepare yourself before you read something to understand where they were coming from, where geographically they were. Um, do those studies because you can, like the Bible can be a weapon against you as well because the mm-hmm. enemy can use it to go- make you doubt um, certain ideas in, in the Bible because there's some wacky stuff, like you mm-hmm. said, revelations. Um, I know even in some of the Psalms, I'm like when David says stuff about like, God and babies, you know, like mm-hmm. things like that, like can be really hard to deal with. And so something that one of my professors told me when I was just like so down and so doubting and so like just beat down by this major. And I was telling him like, I just, I'm burnt. Like, I don't know what's happening. And he said, well, Sydney, you have been deconstructing your faith. Um, like think of it as like a block tower you started with this awesome tower mm-hmm. and we're taking one block down at a time and opening it up and and studying it but you've deconstructed so much that now there's no tower now there's nothing to stand on where you need to while you're deconstructing you also need to reconstruct it mm-hmm. um and you are really the only person that knows what that reconstruction looks like for you um whether it's you read your bible in the morning it's um you go surf you um, listen to worship in the morning, um, like Rick Warren said, like mm-hmm. I give this day to the Lord before my feet hit the ground. You really are the only person that knows mm-hmm. how to reconstruct it in ways that are most beneficial for you, um, prayer, all of it. So um, I think, yeah, tying it, tying it all together is remember to reconstruct through community and that's I think the step one in someone that's like I don't know how to get out of this I don't know how to believe this um take a step in faith to go to a church and to sign Mm -hmm. up for a life group Mm -hmm. and um you will not only meet your best friends of life because that's usually how that works Mm -hmm. um but when you just when you position yourself location wise in areas where you're able to experience God's love through other people, um, that doubt will just slowly diminish. And very rarely, I think God works immediately. Um, Usually gradual, I think too, especially when I think of times of doubt. There's never a moment where I'm like, oh, it's gone, yay. Mm. Like it's always like I'm persistent 
in my faith and when God sees that persistence and sees that you really want it, um, he's going to reveal different things through time and you're going to see that progression and appreciate the progression of your faith. Because also, if God just took our doubts away in the blink of an eye, it wouldn't take faith to continue after that Mm. because it's back to an experience. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't crave experience. We have to crave him. Well, it kind of goes back to what you were saying in the very beginning, to to be joyful Mm -hmm. um, when you encounter many trials. Yeah. Like, I think the journey... Woof, woof. Okay, Beacon. It's okay. (laughs) Sweet little girl. Um, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, Beacon wants to be on the podcast. Okay, take it down, guys. I can't. Great. It's so good. Totally lost my train of thought now. <laughs> um, you're talking about joy. Oh well, there's a few things, but just you know, you're really you're really getting into the meat of the Bible and learning it, and I can see why you would maybe feel a little torn up about it. And what yeah. do I believe? And this is Beacon, um, you know. <laughs> but um, I think that that's the part that God's going, hey. This is this is what you got to go through yeah. to get stronger, and and that's really good. Okay, Murray, we're sitting on bean bags on the floor recording this, and Murray's trying to like get in. Literally, dogs uh-huh. all over us. I really um, like this, but also, Sid, it's just so important to just be in God's word. I can't. I mean, even if you don't understand it, yeah. It's just really just opening it up with a heart of, hey, I just want to know more about you, Lord. Not a heart of, well, how can I prove this wrong? Yeah. And how can I find out what I really want for me? Let's let the Bible confirm that. Yeah. That's the wrong way to go. The Bible's not a science project. Into it. Murray, can you? (laughs) Technical difficulties. (laughs) Keep going. I do so believe that, and I think... There's sometimes in my mind, I forget that there's moments where I need to be in the word because I do study it constantly and I do think about how, um, I'm Murray. (laughs) Um, so funny. Just keep going. Just keep going. I'm going to pause it real quick and we'll come back. (laughs) Okay. We are back in business. Um, Murray has settled down on the beanbag. There's no barking anymore. Um, Sorry for that if that was distracting. But um, I was talking about how sometimes it is intimidating and scary to open a Bible and to come with it without any um, preconceived notions on what you're supposed to hear. Um, I hate when people like throw their Bible up in the air and see what page it lands on and are like, this is what God's speaking to me. Like, come on. Yeah. It's a book read it like yeah. it's a book and, and life journaling is a great way to to kind of do uh-huh. that too um yeah and and i think the slow reading of scripture is so important mm-hmm. um lectio divina is one of my favorite apps it takes you through oh. um how to read scripture it gives you like three minutes of just be completely quiet before you even open your bible yeah like just be quiet and have oh, that meditation great. yeah read read it three times Mm -hmm. um read it out loud if possible because that like audible connection um it helps you connect with the scripture in remembering that this is a story this is something that someone wrote down with pen and paper 
that was real to them. This is not typed up on the internet. Right. This is like, this is real. This is ancient literature. And sometimes when you read it in that way, and then you, again, in Lectio Divina, like you take a minute to, um, of silence after you read it and to just try to understand, and yeah. then you journal on it. And um, so often we can sometimes pick a verse of the day that comes up in our mm -hmm. Bible app and we're like, I don't get it. And then we don't read it and we don't read what came before or after. Yeah. Um, there's times in my life where I am, I get stuck on a passage of scripture and I read it like every day for mm. like weeks. And like, that's the only thing that I read. I don't think it's a race to like how much you know about the Bible. It's mm -hmm. how much do you understand like in each thing. And yeah, like there's some, there's some things that you will not understand yeah. um, because the, the Bible was written in light of, of the divine and challenging humans. Mm -hmm. um, the Bible's supposed to be challenging just like our faith is because mm -hmm. um, we have such a, a, a God that deserves our awe and our, our praise that if we understood it all, would we need to praise him? Right. Oh no. Well, I mean, yeah, all of that said is awesome. And it's, again, it's a walk. Yeah. And every time we read something, even if we've heard it 20 times, it'll still bring up something that we never thought of. Yeah. Like there's so many times where when I've gone to your church at Captivate or when I'm at Daybreak, like there's certain sermons, like I've heard this scripture before. Yeah. But all of a sudden it takes on a new light. You know, it takes on this awesome. new thing for me. And so you just, you can never learn it enough. Yeah. And one of my, one of my favorite Bible study um, authors is Beth Moore. She's intense. Like she's so good, but she does a lot of uh, connecting the Old Testament to New Testament. Hmm. So if you really want to dive into certain things, she's a great one to do a Bible study with because yeah. she'll bring it all into where, because it all connects. It's just really hard to figure it out, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, between the two books. But um, I just love that, Sid. Yeah. Doubt is normal. It's a it's a human experience to feel something like that. Mm -hmm. um, God doesn't expect us to walk through this life with no doubt, but it's what we do with our doubt. Exactly. That's most important. Exactly. Ding ding ding! I think we figured it out. Okay, you're it's all good now. Okay, bye. Okay, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to say I am so proud of you and Ashley. Ashley, mm -hmm. I wish you were here because yeah. I love you. Um, just what you're doing and how you're just putting the Lord in first place as you're going through this journey of mm. all things. You guys are just so wise beyond your years. Mm. I'm just so proud of you guys. Thank you. It's awesome. I love doing this. So and I have fun. one little quick story about Sydney. Okay. We were I'm talking scared. about, you know, the writing of the Bible and years ago, at the Natural History Museum <laughs> when no. Sydney was really little, they had the actual Dead Sea Scrolls there. And I don't know how old you were. I must have been like five were, or six. You were little. You were super little. And I kept telling them, hey, we're going to go to the Natural History Museum. We're going to see all the, you know, the dead bones and, you know, dinosaur bones and all that. But we're really going to go see this really cool thing called the Dead Sea Scrolls. And, and I thought I kind of explained what they were to you. I must have tuned you out. <laughs> so we're standing in line in the museum and I've got Cody and Sydney with me and they're little and, and 
so we're standing in line to go in because when you went in, it was really dark and you had to yeah. wear headphones to, that described everything and everything had to be, it was kind of a weird, I mean. Probably for preservation. Yeah, preservation. Skulls. So, but we're standing in line outside of that. And all of a sudden you just look up at me and you go, but mom, how did the Dead Sea Squirrels die? <laughs> and the whole line just erupted. Oh. It was so, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> It was the most precious little girl moment. I, I remember like, you being oh, like, honey, honey, they're not squirrels. They're not squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> I, and then yeah. I I'll probably explained like, oh, this is like the Bible. Oh, anyway, so that's um, my Sydney story. I now can understand and appreciate the Dead Sea Scrolls, <laughs> not the squirrels. Not the squirrels. Um, no squirrels were, we're harmed were in the harmed making in the of <laughs> <laughs> the Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, well, thanks for listening. This has been such a great episode. I feel uplifted and, and ready to dive into the word. Do it. <laughs> um, let's also remember that today is National Diabetes Day and yeah. um, that if anyone actually looks at National Days, it's probably just me. I'm probably the last one in America that cares about National there was, Days. There was a thing. Um, yeah. But if you do have diabetes, we love you. We're praying for you. Um, and take care of yourself. We sympathize. Um, I think me and Ashley can sort of microscopically yeah. sympathize well, with the... Well, you both have things that could turn into diabetes. Yeah. So yeah. you girls be on it. So um, your body's a temple. Take That's care right. of it. And... Um, you can always reach out with any doubts or questions. Um, we're always a source that's going to point, point back to scripture and um, different theological articles and um, philosophical ideas that um, will aid in understanding those hard questions and those hard um, life things that sometimes keep us from understanding God and understanding that he's good. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes he is good. we he's can love. forget that he's good. Mm -hmm. He's so good. So good. Anyway, we love you and we will see you next week on the Reclaimed Podcast. Bye. -bye.